Hello and welcome to my podcast. I don't know how it happened, but with me, Annie Hayes Pantony, yoga business owner, actress, and definitely menopausal. For years, I wanted to do stand-up, but hey, I'm not funny. So I thought at least if I come on here, I won't get heckled. I'd love you to join me on this crazy little ride called midlife. So if you're a woman on this roller coaster and you'd like tips, advice, insight into my research on signs and symptoms, I can hopefully help you through yours. It'll be inspirational, playful, educational and thought-provoking, funny, witty, sometimes gritty and possibly the occasional tears. So hey, grab a copper, get comfy and join me, the host, with my foggy brain and, and, um, hey, why don't you just listen? Welcome back this week. Can I just say, I'm so excited, and not just because of the guest, but because I've had the most amazing reviews from you, and honestly, I'm truly touched and so grateful. So, I mean, keep them coming, but um, it's great. But it is lovely because now I realise that I really am helping people, and that is the whole point of putting this podcast on. Um you know, I would carry on with it, but it's nice to know that I'm literally not just sitting out here um, in my shed doing this to myself. So thank you so much. Thank you. Anyway, today I'm so excited also because, listen, I always promise you that I get good people on here and, well, today is definitely no exception. So, hey, come on, get on with this. Without further ado, let me introduce you to my wonderful, wonderful guest. So, he is, yep, you heard it right, he is Nigel Denby, who is an award-winning registered dietitian. And Nigel is also an author of 10 nutrition books. He's got over 20 years experience helping people to eat better and feel better and change their lives through practical and realistic advice. Um, Now, Nigel, you know, one of the things he definitely says is no gimmicks, no diet fads and no quick fixes, just good evidence-based nutritional advice to help you feel better. I mean, that's wonderful in itself. Nigel also, he originally trained as a chef, so, oh, ladies, he can cook as well, and he owned his own restaurant, but his love of food led him to undertake another five years of training to become, well, the qualified registered dietitian that he is today. Now, today, um, where he is in his life, is helping menopausal women. So, well, I'm overjoyed. Like, this is a celebration in itself that he chose to go down this avenue, helping, yeah, the nutrition advice for us ladies in this time in our life. Now, if you want to look Nigel up before I introduce you, he is on Instagram, and you can find him on uh, menopause underscore dietitian. Sorry, I wanted to make sure I got it right. And he's also begun a program called Back to Basics. Um, 
Harley Street at home. But don't worry, we will cover that. So can I please welcome you, Nigel, and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Annie. It's it's such so lovely to be here, and that's a lovely introduction. Thank you. And it is a real pleasure to um you know to be able to talk to the people that follow you and your your podcast because um the thing i've certainly learned over the last year or so really i guess since um lockdown is just the the thirst for good mm. evidence-based information um out there is is absolutely enormous i always knew that women were very poorly served in terms of accessing good information yeah. about menopause perimenopause um and and nutrition what i've really learned i think since mm. i've engaged with social media so much um during during the lockdown is um that women do want to know and of that's course. brilliant that's half yeah. the battle um and it it gives me a, a real buzz then to know that you know the the area that I specialize in um, and have specialized in for so many years is an area where people really do want to embrace all the aspects of their lifestyle that can make um, make a difference and that that's just such a breath of fresh air you know because nutrition is it's actually it's it's a pretty dull subject on so many <laughs> levels you're often telling people about things that you know that to do that they need to do less of or yeah. that they need to eat more of things that they don't necessarily want to eat and I think often the perception is that it's a bit like the food police you know yeah 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 totally it's, it's all gonna be um cut back on this and cut back on that and it's not like that at all um but it can sometimes feel a bit like selling secondhand cars you know if you imagine you're out on a car and you've got a lovely brand new Rolls voice sitting there that you'd like everyone to have and they and folk come along and in terms of what the effort they want to put in or the amount they want to spend on this car. Yeah. Um, you know, they really <laughs> want a push bike. And my job is to see if, well, if I could actually get you to afford focus, we haven't done bad. And I think that's the important thing to Oh, remember. I love it. It's not about perfection. It's just no. about being a wee bit better. And if yeah. you can do that, actually... That you know, if you can do that and you can keep it going, you can live a much happier, healthier, longer life mm. just by making a few simple changes. It doesn't have to be gathering mushrooms, you know, at 5 a.m. from the bottom of a mountain to get mm. all the good nutrients you need. You nice. just need to think about food groups, get a bit of planning in mind, see where there are some gaps in your diet make a few changes and Bob's mm -hmm. your uncle things are really beginning to get better I think that I think also it's the women do want to know about the menopause but the problem is I find you know all the women that I speak to is a lot of them didn't even know about it before they reached it so 
you know, it's especially perimenopause, you know, the, the word menopause is, you know, people kind of know, but even then, but they don't realize that there's this big run up towards it that is the perimenopause. And then you're in that and you can be in it for quite a few years. And like you say, if they could just make some simple, you know, simple changes that could help. So you're definitely telling us that, you know, the role of your diet in menopause is paramount, isn't it? I mean, it makes masses of difference. Absolutely. I think the way I look at it, um, and anyone who's ever heard me talk about diet and menopause before will proper possibly have heard me say this. You know, um, this is the moment to mm -hmm. decide what the decades ahead of you are going to be like. If we think about this in very um, black and white terms, you know, nature only really intended women to survive until they were in their early 40s. That's why menopause mm. can be so horrid, because nature never intended for you to go through it. It's only the last two or 300 years yeah. that we've started living into our 90s and beyond. The reality is now that women are going to live more decades uh, in a post-menopausal state yeah. than they did uh, in their fertile years. Yeah. So the, uh, the reality also is, despite the fact that we're coming out of a pandemic where, you know, an infectious disease has, has caused us so many problems, generally speaking, the likes of you and I are not going to die of an infectious disease. We die of lifestyle conditions mm. like diabetes, heart yeah. disease, cancer, arthritis, all these sorts of things yeah, yeah. Um, cause us problems. Now, the reality is, even if you haven't lived, if you like, you know, this super healthy life in your 30s and 40s, the decisions you make now will really have an impact on the quality of those yes. decades ahead of you. And it's a kind of, uh, I think it's pretty realistic to sit down and ask yourself, so, all right, when I'm 85, do I want to be that woman that everybody looks at and thinks, God, I want to be like her. She does her own gardening. She mm -hmm. decorates her own dining room, you know, or do I want to be the 85-year-old woman sitting in a nursing home hoping yeah. somebody is going to come along and help yeah. me go for a wee? Because uh, the reality is... That is the reality. It, yeah. it, it totally is. And again, you know, in order to live that full life in the decades ahead of you, you do not have to exercise like a lunatic and, you know, um, eat a sort of clean vegan diet. In fact, I would heartily recommend you don't do that. What I would say is that the beginning of taking care of your diet in for these decades ahead really is sitting right under your nose. You kind of start with a very honest mm -hmm. food and activity diary that lets you look at what you're doing right now. Yeah. And you keep that for a few days and then you you give it some thought. You look at it and see often a very good way of, of deciding what needs to change is look at it and think, would you be happy if your kids did what you're doing? Yeah. yeah you know? And if you yeah. look at it and think, actually, I go, 
nearly all day without eating. And then I have a massive meal, the same size as my husband's at night. And then I start getting the munchies and graze my way through the evening. And I'm so relieved that I've made it through another day because I'm exhausted that I start unwinding with, you know, a couple of glasses of wine. You know, it ain't rocket science to look and think you're running on sugar and caffeine through the day. Mm -hmm. You're getting way too many calories later on in the day. And then you're you're realizing your body's realizing it's absolutely ravenous and you can't stop eating as you go through the evening. Now, that might be a bit extreme. But actually, I, it's the sort of thing I see an awful lot. Yeah, I, do you know what, Nigel? I don't even think that is extreme because, like you've just said, I think that is a large percentage of people that do that, and it's bad habit. Or, I mean, I know, you know, I know people who think it's a good idea to go as long as they can in the day without eating because they're trying to cut back on calories and then do exactly what you've just said and eat loads at night. And it's, and what I try to say, and you're the expert, definitely not me is, you know, you wouldn't run your car without putting petrol in it. So why would you try and run your body without putting good fuel in it? 100%. And, you know, I think often women, particularly who have um, had a, you know, a history of, uh, quite tough weight reduction diets throughout yeah. their lives mm-hmm. really end up with this feeling of you know that um, eating a minimal amount is is eating a healthy diet when in actual fact your body needs the food around every four hours mm-hmm. throughout yeah. the day I'm really into when we start thinking about midlife eating you know we need to think about nurtrition really nurturing your Mm. body and it's for good reason you know menopause comes along and it brings quite a few nutritional challenges to you so one thing to get straight changing your diet is not going to get rid of a lot of perimenopausal symptoms so changing your diet isn't going to get rid of hot flushes or a dry vagina or um sleeplessness or some of the horrid symptoms that you need to deal with the only way you're going to deal with that is with good um tailored hormone treatments however what menopause also does is it leaves you prone to gain weight and we'll mm-hmm. talk about that, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. It uh, diminishes your bone density, and that is serious. And it also raises your risk of heart disease, which, let's face it, is actually the biggest killer of women in the UK. I was talking talk about, about that today. It. I was talking about right. that this morning in my yoga class, telling there the ladies that. Because now, it, people haven't got a clue about that, have totally. they? Totally. And the loss of estrogen wow. that occurs at menopause changes your risk of heart disease. So all the way through your life, as you've been ovulating, um, your the estrogen has kept your arteries nice and supple. Mm-hmm. It's enabled them to be flexible. It's made it much, much less likely than for men that you're going to have heart disease 
once you lose your estrogen, that changes and your yeah. risk jumps up to the same as a man's. And so many women don't know about this. Yeah, that's The other thing also is that um, that loss of estrogen leads to a reduction in bone density. It means that your the strength of your bones, which have yeah. been turning over mm-hmm. since you were about 30, that begins to speed up. And if you don't have... Um, a good mixture of weight-bearing exercise and the right nutrients to supply your bones with that strength. Osteoporosis is, you know, is well on the cards. And again, if we think about what really causes older women problems, it's that fall, that fractured hip, that Mm -hmm. fractured um, shoulder, which you never recover from. Not completely Um, at that age. You don't, do you? Absolutely. And again, so this is about insurance for the future. I get furious when I see dodgy, ill-qualified nutritionists claiming that they can cure everybody's menopausal symptoms by, you know, eating a bit of soya or using these things. That is not what nutrition at this time is about. Of course not. This is about eating well and about eating well for your bones, your heart, and learning to control your weight. So, I mean, maybe let's start there. Yeah, no, please do, please do. Because so, I know for a fact, sorry, Nigel, because I, I want to share that I know that, um, for example, if I eat too much sugar, which I've totally cut back on now that I'm like 53, when I know I've had some, boy, do I know it. Because I wake up the next morning, I know this might sound strange to lots of people, but I have pains in my joints, in my thumbs, Mm, every time I have sugar. So, you know, we need to to be thinking about what we eat so much more. And I think the problem is sometimes, I don't know, you're the nutritionist, whether there's sometimes you feel like you're bashing your head against the wall because there are some people who just think it won't affect them. So I'm so glad you're on here because it will affect all of us women massively. It absolutely will. And I think also there's a massive amount of confusion. Everybody's an expert when it comes to nutrition. Very often it's grossly overcomplicated mm-hmm. and we go into fads and gimmicks. Yes. Um, and there is absolutely no need for it. So if we think about the nuts and bolts of menopausal weight gain, why does it happen? It affects about 75% of women. You will expect women who are affected to gain up to 10 kilos during their perimenopause. Perimenopause starts around 46, goes through average age for menopause when you have 12 months without a period is about 51. So this is going to go on for four or five years. Essentially, you can expect them to gain one and a half to two kilos a year over that period. And the usual thing is, I don't understand it though, nothing's changed. And that's the point. If nothing changes, it will happen. So why is it happening then? As estrogen, again, it's all about estrogen. As estrogen falls, the way your body lays down fat changes. It starts to accumulate around your upper body, your back, around your chest. So bras don't fit as well Mm -hmm. as they did. 
button-up shirts don't do up or they're gaping. You start to find that there's a bit of a tummy where there wasn't. And actually, very often, the shape moves away, even if it wasn't a perfect hourglass. Most women will have had a slightly nipped-in waist, Mm -hmm. and that starts to disappear. You essentially start laying fat down like a bloke and become more straight up and down than an hourglass so that that's estrogen impact the other thing that happens I mentioned everybody's body starts aging from about 30 and that includes losing muscle tissue yeah we think we lose about two percent of our muscle tissue year on year from the age of 30. Now, muscle tissue is really the thing that controls your metabolic rate. It's a bit like your fuel consumption on your car, how efficiently you use calories. So metabolic rate isn't really referring to how many calories you burn if you do 20 minutes on a cross trainer. It's how many calories you burn when you're sat on your backside doing not very much. Those are the calories that are really important. Um, And if those start reducing very easily, your total calorie requirements for the day can reduce by about 200 calories. That's Mm. only like a two-finger Kit Kat or a slice of bread. Mm. But if that starts to become cumulative year on year, it's not difficult to see how you can start gaining a couple of kilos. Yes, of course. Now, the first thing, I talked about that food diary at the beginning. The first thing then is if you accept that, that that's what's going on with perimenopause. Even if you start on HRT, you won't take enough estrogen to change that. No, no. So that's still going to happen. What we then need to do, if we've accepted it, is then look and think, okay, so what's your part in this? And that's where possibly some of the less healthy op- choices you've been making that you've got away with in the past are now biting you on the Yeah, well, that's the thing. That's the exact point, isn't it? People do say, yeah, but I used to be able to. Yes, you did, but not anymore. And that, like you say, you have to accept that things change. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Now, the other thing then is if you have been someone who has quite easily managed to get rid of half a stone, 10 pounds before you go on holiday, and your old favourite diet, doesn't matter what it was, Mm. um, though isn't working for you anymore, well, you know, calciprease, the reason it isn't working anymore is that this is now a different body. It's a different body because it no longer has estrogen. Estrogen was controlling so much about your body. And I don't want women to hear this and then think, well, that's make all, it all sounds a bit hopeless. The reality is if you get this, you can damn well do something about it because, you know, that that's what I do it is absolutely tackle this from the age specific, the age appropriate point. So mm. what we need to do, if we know that's the case, yeah, yes, we do need some sort of a calorie deficit but not a crazy um, thousand calorie a day. You look at where you're 
calories are coming from, mm. see where the winds are. So um, an aim to save between three and 500 calories a day from your starting point. And that might mean altering your portion sizes, cutting down on booze, um, yeah. cutting back on some of the grazing. Very often it means actually eating a bigger volume of food so that you can control some of those overeating episodes mm -hmm. certainly if you're an emotional eater you would need to eat quite regularly in order to avoid um, being so hungry that when those emotional triggers come you have no defense at all yeah but none of this is quick this is you know this none of this is the science of it is fairly straightforward putting it into practice is difficult because this is about behavior change. Yes. Um, and that's what takes time and really takes strategies. You know, again, think of it this way. If you drive a car and you suddenly go outside and uh, all of a sudden, you know, the steering wheels moved over to the left, you've got to drive on the left, it's going to feel really uncomfortable mm. to begin with. Slowly but surely, uh, you will get used to it. Well, this is even harder, really, because you've been doing this. You've had yeah. built your relationships <laughs> with food ever since you were born. And some things are going to need to change. Yes. Um, but if you make them modest, but cumulative and consistent, they will be sufficient to give you the calorie deficit that you need. However, if you just rely on a calorie deficit, you're going to be in purgatory and it is going to be miserable. Mm. If you can increase a little bit of strength exercise, yoga, Pilates, even just some very straightforward, simple gym type weight resistance yeah. exercise for a minimum uh, or sorry for a maximum actually of about 20 minutes most mornings you will be amazed at what happens you'll turn back time you'll speed your metabolic yeah. rate back up mm. to where it was before all of this happens and you'll get so much more benefit from the calorie deficit you're achieving particularly if you put into the mix enough physical activity to really give you the benefit from your planned exercise. So let's say you do yeah, like Zumba classes a week. Fab, that's great. Two Zumba classes a week isn't enough to help you lose weight. No. What is, is 10,000 steps a day or a significant increase in what your baseline is. So again, when you do your food and activity diary, you can use, you don't need a fancy watch or anything. You can just use your iPhone to collect how many steps you're doing. Yeah. Yep. See what your baseline is and then um, look for an increase. Uh, so let's say you find you're doing about 3,000. Well, that's a massive jump to take it to 10. So maybe look at doing six. Yeah. Um, to begin with, get yeah. that under your belt, get it part of your routine, and then you can go up to eight. 
to mm. more to turn. Because that's the thing as well, Nigel, isn't it? Because women in menopause are already going through all these emotions. Some days they're feeling depressed and then yeah. they don't want to be thinking, oh yeah, but I can't do that or I can't do that. And even simple things like I know you do and I do as well, like going for a lovely walks. You know, if you've never done that before, then all of a sudden there are some more steps that you're taking that day. You know, totally. go for a nice walk. And um, I know you know that I teach yoga, but it's like I say to my ladies, you know, even using your own body strength, doing plank, you know, and poses in yoga, you're, we need to be working our bones and our muscles in our 50s or 40s and 50s and onwards to make those changes. Probably more so than any other oh, time. Oh, God. This, yeah. again, you know, if you don't start this, in your 40s and 50s, yep. um, you're missing a boat mm. and it is, it is going to catch up with you. But again, hear this, you know, this is the headline. It doesn't need to be drastic. It no. doesn't need to be gimmicky, silly or faddy. This is just what your body needs to be healthy. Yes. Um, and it doesn't need to be, I'm not interested in perfect. You know, people who eat a perfect diet and have a perfect exercise regime, I personally wouldn't want to spend more than five minutes with them. <laughs> they, wouldn't be not, your, they wouldn't be your chosen dinner day. No, they that. really wouldn't because life isn't like that. <laughs> no, I just want isn't. to see a bit better, yeah. you know. Um, and so, you know, there is nothing wrong with having a glass of wine or a takeaway or, um, you know, a packet of crisps or chocolate. Mm -hmm. The point is, it's what you do most of the time that yes. really has the impact. Now, of course, you know, if you are doing those things every day, there's going to be a lot to change. But to be honest, Annie, people don't come and see you and they don't come and see me if they drink six pints of lager and eat pie and chips every night. But <laughs> the women that do that, yeah. they're not interested no, in making not. any changes. And they most won't of, be listening to this podcast. They certainly <laughs> won't. But most of the women who come to see you and I are not stupid. No. They know what um, healthy, you know, they know about healthy eating. Yeah. They know about keeping active. Our job, I think, is to to knock off any of the misinformation and yes. then just show them a, a pathway yeah. that works for them. And so th those are kind of my three pillars of mm. menopause weight gain. Resistance exercise, but consistent and regular. Yes. I'm looking for four or five days a week and therefore you can't do an hour. It needs to be shorter. And then when you go to Annie's class you will get so much more from a good hours class if you've been consistently working on your strength yeah. in smaller doses throughout the day. Similarly, if you go to your HIIT class or your Zumba class, you'll get masses more out of that if you've increased your daily steps. Those yeah. are like your, your you know, the, the foundations of this. Yeah. And then you are now in a situation to absolutely max the calorie deficit that you've achieved by making the other sorts of changes that I talked about. If you don't do the strength exercise and you don't do the steps, you are literally going to be living on dust 
to try mm. and control your weight. And that is no way to live. And it's also, oh, it's apart from being, well, apart from being grim and absolutely miserable, your bones and your heart will not thank you for it. No, they because won't. Because you cannot be restricting food groups at this stage in your life. Um, so That's you know, the scary thing, isn't it, Nigel? Because we talk about the middle midlife spread that women get and it happens and it's going to happen to like you say a large percentage but it's almost like some women think oh yeah but I need to go on a diet because I've got to get rid of this middle that's not going to do it that's not going to do it is it it really isn't and I think part of the biggest part of my job is actually just shifting the focus of women who have been caught in this diet mindset Mm. for such a long time um and I get it you know there is such a different pressure on women to look a certain way um than there is on men and it's not it's not fair but again I can't I can't change that my job is to say right you know now let's look at at what actually is going to work for you. Let's put together that plan that is going to give you the sorts of results that are going to make a difference to your life. Because again, the thing to think of here is I'm not a huge fan of weight targets, but, you know, forget trying to be what you were when you got married or when you were 18. Yeah. The issue is if you're carrying a little bit too much weight, aim to lose 10%. If you can reduce your weight, right. by a, so if you're 90 kilos, yeah. drop nine. If you do that, your risk of heart disease, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, cancer, diabetes, plummets. It, wow. It is the most enormous health boost you can possibly do. Just dropping 10%. And it's, it's achievable. The other thing, if you, you know, if you're a size 16, and this is based on evidence, this isn't just me, you know, spouting off what I believe. This is is, um, from good, well-respected studies. If you're a size 16, aim to get to a comfortable 14. And by that, I mean, you know, you need to be able to go in a cheap shop and get a 14 on, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so (laughs) not just not just the posh shops. Yeah, the posh shops, their sizes always come up, you know, you're like, yeah, yeah. So, but you need to be a comfortable 14 and maybe get in the odd 12. If you can do that, your weight is posing no risk to your health Mm -hmm. at all. Similarly, you know, if you want to look at waist circumference, if you can get your waist down to a comfortable 32-inch waist, again, that is telling us that the risk to your health from your fatness is minimal. And it's all about where this fat is distributed. So, you know, again, if you don't want to get on the scales, Chuck them out. Use your clothes. Use tape measures. These are the things that are really, um, you know, the thing thing that count. And, of course, actually, women do get absolutely transfixed with the scales. 
But I'm often saying to them, you know, if you were going to somebody's wedding and there's an outfit in your wardrobe that you want to wear, if you can actually get into it, feel good and it feels comfortable, do you really give a flying chuff what you have to wear Mm. to do that? You know, it's all about how you feel. Yeah. Um, So I think... I suppose, I mean, it all sounds very easy, doesn't it? But women have got so much to deal with at this time. I don't think you have waste, you have energy to waste on dealing, on on trying to do things that are impossible. Yeah. Or trying Setting to do things, goals too high. Yeah. Yeah. Or trying to do things that are a disservice to you because they're going to lead you back into that cycle of lose weight, gain mm-hmm. weight, the yo-yo. So, you know, the beauty also is that whilst you're doing all of this to manage your weight, you can do all the other things to look after your heart and your bones at the same time. Mm. So, you know, bone health pretty much is walk, weight resistance exercise. Yeah. So there's that thing. You've done that. It kills two birds with one stone. A vitamin D supplement of 10 um, micrograms or four international units a day. That's just a bog standard vitamin D off the shelf. And then after that, you're needing at least 800 milligrams of calcium a day. Now, I would prefer you to get that from food. And if you wanted to, the most... The the best possible source of calcium in your diet is dairy food. That's going to be uh, three servings of dairy food a day, with a serving being the amount of milk you put on cereal, so about 200 mils, um, a 25-gram piece of cheese, that's the size of a laughing cow or a baby bell, Mm -hmm. and about 125 grams, so a small pot of yogurt. Those three combined gives you a racked over 800 milligrams of calcium a day. That's what your bones need. If you already have osteoporosis or osteopenia, which is the kind of halfway point to osteoporosis, you probably need more up to about 1,200 milligrams. But for most women, um, 800 is grand. Now, if you don't use dairy and you want to use alternatives to dairy, um, you have to make sure that they are calcium enriched. Legally, they don't have to be, Yeah, which I think is a disgrace. Um, but uh, have a look on the nutritional panel on the back of your oat milk or your rice milk or your almond or your soya milk or your goodness knows what else milk. <laughs> and make sure that there is calcium listed there. If it's listed, you know it's been added. If it isn't, then it You're definitely hasn't. Any. Yeah. No. Um, and, you know, sort of there's a lot of dairy phobia around. A lot of these plant-based milks are, are incredibly popular, but actually I don't think often people really know why they're using them. I, I have a lot of time for soya alternatives. Soya is a really nutrient, nurturing food full of protein. When it comes to things like rice milk, oat milk, um, and uh, almond milk, these are basically white water 
there is very little nutrition in these foods at all. I was um, actually going to say that oatmeal, even when you see it poured out, it looks like just yeah. like foggy water, doesn't it? Exactly. So, you know, I think be, you know, think about why you're making that choice. Um, and then when it comes to heart health, do you know, it's, it's so easy to eat well for your heart. So what are we thinking about? Lots of fruit and veg to get yeah. antioxidants in. Two servings of fish a week to get your omega-3s. Lots of soluble fibre from foods like oats, pulses, fruits and vegetables, again. Keeping yourself active, not too much salt. Well, all of these things will easily be part of the plan that you'd be doing to yeah. lose weight anyway. So you don't need special diets, but what you do need is um, not to be cutting anything out unnecessarily. Um, if you want to take a supplement, probably the only thing I would, I mean, I would suggest everybody needs to take a vitamin D yeah. supplement other than that, you might want to take a multivitamin and mineral as an insurance policy. But unless there's a clinical need, I really wouldn't be encouraging anyone to take single dose nutrients. Oh, no. uh, half the time, you're either going to be exceeding your requirements, and it's not a case of more is better. No. And if it's water-soluble vitamins that you're taking and you don't need them, then you're just peeing them out and flushing your money down the toilet. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it, how, I mean, most of these, new, you know, added supplements are just money-making gimmicks. Um, and I would always say to people, you know, unless you've been tested that you've got you know, that you're lacking in something, then it should all be in your food. And like you said, I, you know, I definitely take vitamin D every day. And I think every woman or every person should be taking vitamin D. Absolutely. Daily. But, you know, the vit the food supplement industry is an industry. It's yes. there to make money. Of course it is. And it's, it's a very poorly regulated industry. I've got four little dogs and my dog's oh. food is more heavily regulated than our food supplement industry. So very often, you know, you're buying stuff that that nobody's ever tested to no. see if it contains what it says it does. Nobody's ever tested to see if you absorb it. Nobody's ever tested to see if it survives the journey through your stomach. Um, so wow. again, you know, of course, though, People are susceptible. I get it. And I think, you know, it's much easier to look for that quick fix than realise, actually, the reason I feel like caca is because I eat caca. Mm -hmm. And actually, if I could clean up my act, I would feel a lot better. And that's kind of, you know, yeah. That is about right. The yeah. bottom line is you are, you know, you, you are, are what you eat. eat. It's always, but, you know, we've learned that forever. And I think some people choose to take it on board and some people choose not to. But like you said, and ladies, please listen to this. If you are in menopause, perimenopause, menopause from 45 onwards, and you've got the rest of your life ahead of you, 
you need to be eating all of these rich foods that are going to give you all the things your body needs. And and Nigel, I must ask you, because I know that you're doing an amazing job for women. And so you've actually got your own program, haven't you? Back to Basics and Harley Street at Home. So I'd love you to tell my listeners about that because it sounds amazing. Thank you, Annie. So Harley Street at Home is a Facebook community. It's totally free of charge um, and you're welcome to join it. There are is masses of information. We only started up in uh, the beginning of lockdown. We've got nearly 11,000 members now. Um, And we have a whole host of experts who are there giving advice about treatment, symptoms, HRT, Pilates, yoga, Mm -hmm. uh, nutrition. um, And it's a very, very safe, um, warm, comfortable place where you can just either hear what other women are doing to deal with their perimenopause it's specifically for menopause we also have a subgroup on there which is our back to basics group which again is free and that's all about menopause weight management Um, and then um, for people who want to go a little bit further I do a back to basics program um, for women individually, or we work in small groups of 10 over a 12 week period. We're just about to launch um, another rotation of the back to basics program. And that really the 12 weeks is all about the fact that it takes around 12 weeks for new changes to start Mm -hmm. to become habits. And so it's very much about, it's not um, like a slimming club. This is about women working together with the support of me and the other experts that I work with to build that lifestyle plan for the decades ahead. So, you know, we very quickly say, look, I'm not interested in you aiming, you know, I want to lose a stone in 12 weeks. Well, great. That's lovely if that's what you manage to do. But the thing is, I want you coming out of this knowing exactly what it is that you need to do to keep your life in tow for the rest of your life. And that's going to mean making mistakes and... Um, you know, having challenges along the way. Again, not about perfection. It's about being better. Um, And that's what we all need. Life is tough enough. There's enough pressure, um, you know, that all we need to do is just be a bit better at living it. Absolutely. And I love it. And please, listeners, do. I mean, the fact that you've got this offered and it's free. I mean, this is a free group and there are so many people giving good advice. And the brilliant thing about uh, Nigel's platform here is all the advice you're being given is professional advice so you know that what you're going to hear is exactly what you need to hear and you're not going to be hearing anything that's going to confuse you Um, because I know I'll tell Nigel this that Nigel I had someone write to me just saying oh god thank you Annie for the podcast that a particular week I did because they were getting so confused with all the different things that are being told to them and like people trying to sell stuff to them that will make them better. And it's like, oh, and it's just like, it's so awful. Like stop using something that, you know, and we're not ill. 
We're no. not ill. We, we have, it's normal. We're they in try and menopause. do it in oh. the Facebook group as well. And we have a brilliant team of administrators who sniff them out and get rid of them. The minute somebody starts trying to tout the business or sell garbage products oh, to our awful. members, we just throw them out. Yeah, um, I'm not having it. Um, right. You know, women, I always think the women who come, the women who listen to this podcast, the women who come to Harley Street at home are the tip of the iceberg. These are women that have actually registered. They they want to know something about this. Yeah. Underneath that, there are millions of women suffering, feeling wretched yeah. and not knowing why and you know the more you can do so if you're listening to this and you've got mates who you think could benefit get them to listen into the podcast yes get them over to harley street thank you Nigel. and definitely we you know that's how we change this Mm. the reason you you didn't know about this ladies is because nobody told you and that's wrong you know, and we need mm. GPs learning about this. We need girls at school learning. Oh, oh that, that is in my very first podcast. Why do why are we not taught this? Yeah. Why are we but, not taught this? You know, maybe, maybe they wouldn't want to know because they think they're really young, but at I some think stage they will. I do too. I you do. You can't unlearn something. No. Nope. So if you do at least even know that this is going to, you know, women are, are missing this because they think it's going to happen when they're 16. Yes. If you at least start realising you might not feel yourself at 46 or 45, yeah. at least know that. Yeah. Then, you know, if the doctor is trying to give you antidepressants, you might think, actually, maybe it is. You know, maybe it's mm. the start of things beginning to change. Yeah. But the only way this is going to change for good is by women actually saying, enough. You know, I yeah. we deserve better. Yeah. That's how it will change. And yeah. it, it, you know, it is happening. It's happening in the workplace. It's happening because look at the movement and how mm. things are growing for your yeah. podcast, for my Facebook group. That is a sign that more and more women, you know, are finding out about it and are getting informed. But if, yeah, if you want to make a difference, ladies, reach out to two other women you know mm. and make sure they know about this as well because then, you know, then we can change the world. Yeah, and I wish it wasn't so hush-hush and embarrassing for some. It's like, it's not embarrassing. Like, like, why is it embarrassing? It isn't. It, you know, do you know what? I'm actually, I feel so lucky now because I feel that I'm going through an amazing menopause because I just think I'm having a ball and I'm, I don't know, I'm just making the most of this amazing life I have. It's what and, breaks my heart. This can be the best time of your life. Yes. You know, and actually it comes along just when you start to feel as if you have some idea about what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, generally speaking, your kids are getting a bit older. They don't need quite so much of you. You've you've achieved a lot of the things that you want to in your career or your hobbies. 
you've probably either decided you're going to stick it out and stay with your husband or you've got rid of Mm -hmm. him or your girlfriend or whoever it is, um, you know, maybe you don't need to be looking after elderly parents so much. Perhaps you're even a bit financially better off. Life starts to get good. Mm. And then this blinking steam train called menopause comes and smacks you right in the face. And, you know, again, nobody can stop that. But if you are given the right support and some help to wade your way through it, it can be great. It mm-hmm. really, really can. Um, and I see it, you know, we people like Annie and I are so lucky. We see it every mm. day. We see women taking control of this and turning their lives around. And it's amazing. It and is. it's wonderful. And our, the only sadness is that so many women miss it because they don't know it's happening. I, yeah, and that, oh, my God, I just want to, I do want to shout it from the top of the roof. And I want to be able to reach, as you do, Nigel, is I just want everyone to know, and you've hit the nail on the head, if every woman who does hear this goes and shares it with someone and shares yours, then more and more and more and more women know yeah. about it and it doesn't become this brushed under the carpet thing. I mean, I sadly, my mum's no longer here. She died quite young. Um, but my mum never mentioned anything and it's answered so many questions now as to why she might have done certain things, mm-hmm. you know, where you just think, oh, like, why she got upset with me or why is she this or why, you know, she was going through menopause probably. I didn't know what it was. If she had said to me, this is what this is when you get older, you know, if, you know, women, if I had a young daughter, I haven't, I have a son, he knows about it. So his partner's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'll often say, oh God, sorry. I know I've already asked you that. My brain, what did you say? You know, because this happens, but I'll acknowledge it's my foggy brain, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and just, oh, I just want every woman to know it and to never, ever be embarrassed by it, no. you know, because it is not embarrassing. It is, it. well, it's what's going to happen. You can't, when, you know, we're not going to dodge this bullet, ladies. We're going to take it on the chin. That's what we're going to do. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. oh, Nigel, honestly, you're amazing. Amazing. And I love that. I love the work that you're doing for women. And I I just love that you have all these platforms happening and that, you know, ladies look up Nigel's books. Um, and yeah, just even listen to this podcast twice because <laughs> Nigel won't know this, but normally people can't shut me up. I'm like, I'm I'm stumped for words because I just in this awe of Nigel and everything he stands for so seriously Nigel I just want to thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with my listeners Annie thank you for inviting me thank you for listening ladies and um yeah you know where we are if you need more oh Nigel I nearly forgot just before we come off oh my god I can't believe I nearly forgot you nearly got away with it my podcast is called I don't know how it happened but have you got any, I don't know how it happened, but moments at oh, all. Gosh, so I know. Sorry, I've just totally thrown that at him. Goodness me. <laughs> yes. You yes. know, it could just be, I don't know how it happened, but I went from a chef to this. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you how it went. 
from a chef to this. I, I, I was working on the QE2 years oh. ago and um, as a waiter at that point, and I accidentally drank some oven cleaner. <gasps> we were living, we were dry docked in uh, Boston in the US and I was in hospital for months because oh of the my injuries. And I had to learn to eat again from a dietitian. And oh. one day, and I thought, one day I'll be <gasps> doing that. And that was how it happened. Um, I'm fully recovered. All wow. But uh, there you go. That's, I'll tell you what, I've got goosebumps from that one. Wow. <laughs> well, it could have been a lot nastier and it, it didn't look good for a while. But amazingly, I mean, again, this is the thing. Our bodies are incredible. Yes. My body completely healed from that. I have no issues, no problems at all um, as a result of it. You know, and ladies, in the grand scheme of things, you know, this short period you mm -hmm. are going through is a snapshot in what is a full rich beautiful life okay do not be um governed by it grab hold of it Absolutely. by the ears and take control yes like to absolutely second that thank you nigel uh, so ladies you know what to do and i tell you every week live your life to the full and please 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 love yourself if you would like to have a little bit more of an input into this podcast don't forget to write to me on my instagram let life be yoga and yeah just write to me and we can see what we can put in that if there's anything missing i haven't covered what would you like to learn Let's get it all done. Let's get it all covered so that we really, really can live the best years of our lives. Have a beautiful week, ladies, and I look forward to you tuning in next week. Take care. Thank you so much for listening. Please do subscribe and leave a review and rating. Well, if it's good. Or better still, let me know if you've got any I don't know how it happened moments or maybe a question on the menopause. You can message me on Instagram at Let Life Be Yoga, Facebook at Let Life Be Yoga, or why don't you Let Life Be Yoga? You could come and do a class with me. Why not? I've been your host, Annie Hayes-Pantony, and I really hope you join me again soon. Take care.